A lot led up to you and me meeting here today. You know, living the chronic illness life is hard. Whether you are personally living the chronic illness life or you love someone who is living the chronic illness life. And I think it would be safe to say that we all struggle to feel and experience joy in the constant trials that we face. And joy was an emotion for so long that I lacked. I think even at times envied because I misunderstood it. Nowadays, I talk a lot about joy and the joy that I found in this journey. But if you know me, you know that I don't do the whole positivity prescription. I'm not about toxic positivity. I believe that positivity is a great tool, but it can't be the only one. Because to be honest, real joy comes from some really hard things. So today I want to talk about joy and why I can truly say that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So let's dive in. Hey friends, I'm Cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. So I don't know where you are today. I don't know how you're feeling about joy. Maybe you haven't felt joy in a while and you question why God appears to be withholding it from you and not others that are on a similar path as you. Maybe you are delighting in joy and you're ready to cheer others on. But I would tend to bet that you feel somewhere in the middle, which is where I have found myself lately in this most recent season of life. This past month, I challenged myself to focus on the sunshine and not the shade. And really not even the past month, but over the past real season of summer. And now this may seem like a really trivial quote, but... When I created it, that couldn't have been farther from the truth. The quote came out of some really deep questioning and truths that I've discovered that God has just imprinted on my heart. You know, the first was to fix my eyes on the sun and nothing else, because if I'm not in the light, then I'm in the dark, and I don't want to be anywhere that Jesus isn't. Secondly, you know, I really wanted to focus on the wonderful community that we have here at Living the Chronic Illness Life and here on the Chronically Cultivating Podcast. And I didn't want to focus on those who want to throw shade. This challenge has tested my faith in ways that I never imagined and continues to grow me even when I just want to uproot and walk away. When God put this image in my mind of focusing on the sunshine and not the shade, it shook me to my core. And I know I've talked about it before, so that's why I'm briefly going over it. You know, it took me a lot of time to explore that thought process so that I could faithfully move where God has called me. Grasping the concept of a lifelong illness, whether it's progressive or it isn't, takes a while to process. And the thing is that it doesn't just take us a while to process. It takes those that we love and share life with time to process this reality as well. Until we process our reality, we can't live with it. And if our friends and family 
don't process this, it can lead to unintentional invalidation and brokenness. And over the years, I have seen how toxic some support groups are and the online chronic illness community can be. And there's this stigma that's been created that tells us that we can't enjoy life and celebrate it if we are truly sick. Now, if we turn to the word where we find all truth, right, and we look at the word of God, it tells us something very different. For instance, we do not have to be grateful for all circumstances, but we can be grateful in all circumstances. And we see this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So again, there, it does not say that we have to be grateful for all circumstances, but it says that we must and we can be grateful in all circumstances. So that's the first thing to point out. Now, the second is that we can follow him in every season and emotion because there is a time for everything. And that includes that there's a time for brokenness and a time for joy. We see this most commonly in the book of Ecclesiastes. And if we go to chapter 3, we'll see in verses 1 through 12 that exact thing. I want to read it to you one more time just so that you can hear all the different times and emotions and seasons that we're going to have in life. It says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen all the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And this just goes to show that there is a time and a season for every emotion and every experience, and they're all welcome. They're all welcomed by God. But then there's my favorite. The verse that I have been clinging on to very, very hard, um, I would say for the past two years, and that is Nehemiah 8.10. Probably my favorite because it talks about how we can harness the joy of the Lord no matter how terrible the situation or the circumstance. And then on top of that promise, it also says that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. 
Now, there are many more examples that I could give that talk about why that stigma of not being able to enjoy life and be sick at the same time is incorrect. But I want to focus on Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, before we unpack this verse, I want to give you some of my thoughts about the book of Nehemiah because context really matters. So Nehemiah was not a priest or a prophet, uh, but he was a man who loved God and he helped bring a spiritual revival to the Jews at that time. And the Jews were facing great hardships and didn't have the things that the world tells us we need to experience joy. They didn't have things going their way. If anything, things were going so far the opposite way, you would have looked at them and said, yep, they have no reason for any joy. Yet in this, and through Nehemiah's faithful leadership, he helped the people of God repent, and he modeled truly living with the joy of the Lord as his strength. Now, the world's idea of joy is living a full life when you have everything, but that simply isn't true. That's why it clearly states here that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That is a very definitive statement. The only way that we will experience joy that becomes strength is in him. That's why it doesn't say the joy of our relationships is your strength. The joy of health is your strength. The joy of wealth is is your strength. Again, the only way that we can experience joy that turns into strength, that's really important here, is through him. And we only can get there by repenting and committing to experiencing joy rather than trying to create it ourselves. And when we hear the word repent, we tend to think about asking for grace and forgiveness for sin. Now, having a chronic illness is not a sin, It's not just present because of something you did, and you can head to John 9 if you want more on that. Ultimately, in order to experience the Lord's joy, we must repent and stop trying to create and be responsible for our own joy. It is exhausting to be in charge of creating joy. That's why I don't claim to be joyful, but I am joy-filled. Because the thing is that I know that I don't need to be full of all the things that the world says that I need to experience joy. I need to be filled with his joy. And if you want a more in-depth conversation about the full, between being joyful and being joy-filled, you can head back to episode 32 where my mentor and I dive into that really deep. I highly suggested it. It was one of my favorite podcasts to record. But again, You know, the whole point of this is that I know that I don't need to be full to experience joy. I just need to be filled with his joy. And there are some people that feel with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and other chronic and progressive illnesses that you can't be that joyful and that sick. I have heard that a lot. When you allow his joy to fill you, even in the worst of circumstances, it can create confusion and maybe even envy for someone who is exhausted creating their own joy. So today I'm here to set the record straight. Your ability to allow God's joy to strengthen you and give you hope does not 
invalidate your diagnosis. Your ability to be broken and be grateful in the same season does not invalidate your struggle. And your ability to celebrate the good in this life, even in the tiniest of victories, does not invalidate your experiences. You can't be that joyful and that sick is a lie. I am living proof that that is a lie. And if you are seeking the Lord despite your circumstances imperfectly like me, you are also living proof of that lie. I want you to know that our diagnosis can be the same, but our stories and our treatments and our medical decisions might look and be different. And I want you to know that that's welcomed here because God created us each to be unique individuals. And that includes the realm of chronic illness. See, the thing about harnessing the joy of the Lord is it's not about me. It's not about you, and it's not about our circumstances. This is where we tend to get happiness confused with being joyful. When we go to the dictionary and we look at the definition of happy, what we see a lot of is talking about how it's being pleased over something or pleasure, fortunate, lucky, all of those words come up. And when we look at the definition of joy, I think what's really interesting is that it talks about how it's a source or cause of delight. It's an expression or display of glad feeling. And we do see in there that happiness is mentioned in the definition, but There's no part of the definition of happy that has to do with a source, okay? And that is what stuck out to me so deeply. Joy is not just a choice, but true joy that is not going to be caught up in me or you or circumstances or the world is only going to be found in Jesus. If we're truly going to harness the joy of the Lord, then there are some things that we need to do. The first way that we can start this process is by saying, Lord, I am so sorry that I've been trying to create my own joy. I'm exhausted. Please help me receive your joy and feel it. After we've done that, we've got to work on integrating it into our life. And the best way to get to the source of joy, which is Jesus, is in the word. When we're in his word, we're able to communicate with him. More importantly, he can communicate with us. His truth, his hope, and his joy all come from there. We find joy by surrounding ourselves with people who are like-minded, who are also focused on the joy of the Lord being their strength. And again, it does not mean that you are not going to talk about the hard, messy, frustrating things because that couldn't be further from the truth. Growth is hard. And if we are going to grow our joy in the Lord, that is going to take hard, intentional work. That is going to be a spoon by spoon effort. We've got to know that going into it. 
one of the things um, last year that I challenged myself to do was every single day write one way I found joy in the Lord. My plan was to do this for every single day, and I did, but it was the hardest, most eye-opening month I think I had ever spent because I would get to the end of the day and say, I didn't see the joy of the Lord today. And I would have to sit there and I would have to really think on it. And it grew me and challenged me to seek joy in a way that I hadn't ever done before. So if you're looking for a practical way to on paper track this and see this, I want you to know it's really hard, but it is so eye-opening and helpful. I encourage you to read books about intentional living. A couple that I really love, read multiple times, and I have a few books that I try to every single year reread um, because they're just so good and I get something new out of them every time. And those three books that are my key go-to would be Cultivate by Laura Casey, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa Turkerest, and my favorite one on joy to this date, which is Choose Joy Because Happiness Isn't Enough by Kay Warren. And that even has a workbook that you can buy to go with it. It really sparked, I would say, my intensity of understanding joy. And if you're looking for a podcast episode that goes really deep into how do you stop creating your own joy and let him fill you with joy, I encourage you to head back to episode 32, where um, my mentor and I dive so deep into that, um, as she was the one who challenged me with that when I asked her the simple question of how can I be a more joyful wife? And she said, well, I don't believe in being joyful. And here we are today. So if that sounds intriguing to you, it was so fun to record and has so much truth and knowledge and wisdom from Cynthia in there. But you know, I encourage you to just open your eyes. Sometimes it's just asking the Lord to say, hey God, I am having trouble seeing joy and I'm really frustrated and I'm sad and this isn't the way that I intended for things to be. Help me see you. Help me see your joy. Because if we truly are going to see his joy in all of this, we have to be looking for it, right? We can't see something that we're not looking for. So that has been my current challenge for myself is how can I be really intentional about looking for and appreciating and seeing his joy? Because this season right now, if anyone were to look at it, would say there definitely is no joy found in this season of disease progression. But that's the thing is that it's not about circumstances. It is about him. That's what's so great about this. So there are a couple ways that I'm going to be intentionally seeking out his joy. And one of the things that you know, is part of that is encouragement. We need to be encouraged. And, you know, I know that we talked about being surrounded by people who love us and who are like-minded. They're going to be such great support. And we need to lean on that support. Sometimes I think we don't want to burden others 
and we get confused and we forget that yes our illness is a burden but we are not a burden those are two different things and we are meant to share this burden of suffering with others because we can't do it alone and we need that support so one of the things that i'm doing daily is tracking how i sought out encouragement that day And so I've put it in three different categories for myself where I have choose grace, accept and embrace support, and pursue the joy of the Lord. So the first one about choosing grace is really determining to choose grace over guilt. Maybe there was something I just couldn't do and I need to just not be guilty about something that I can't control or I choose grace by just allowing myself to cry and feel broken, you know, spend some time in prayer with him. Another way would be to accept and embrace support. You know, I'm so blessed and we as and Jared and I, you know, we're so blessed to just be able to have such an amazing support system and circle of people that we love and trust. But it can be really hard, I think, to reach out and ask for help. I know that I struggle with that often when I know that Anytime, if I were to call up one of my close friends or a family member and say, hey, I am really struggling. Can I just tell you about what's going on and can we pray about it? I 100% know that they will be there for me. But picking up that phone or sending that text and asking for help can be so hard. So I want to make sure that in this season that I am utilizing one of the joys that the Lord has given me, which is fellowship in great friends and family. So I not only want to embrace the support that they give me, but I want to allow myself to accept it. That is one way that I'm going to look at things. And then the other is to pursue the joy of the Lord. And we do this by seeking him, spending time with him, being in the word, just looking for his joy. So I'm basically tracking all of these things to say, okay, I chose at least one of these ways to be encouraged today. It's been interesting and hard, but I think it is really helpful to be able to take a step back and look at things and say, okay, how am I utilizing what he has given me? Because again, if we're not looking for his joy, if we're not looking for the sources of encouragement that he has given us, we're not going to see them. I don't want him to have to slap me across the face with something for me to see it. I want to be able to be in such communication with him that I'm able to just say, oh, Lord, I noticed that red robin outside today. Thank you so much for just allowing me to dwell in your creation or to the simplest of things to say, Lord, this is so hard and I am struggling, but thank you for giving me a supportive husband or a supportive friend, you know, all of these things. So I challenge you to just welcome him into this. That is the best way that we can just allow ourselves to be filled with the joy is welcome him into that brokenness and say, look, in this circumstance that I'm in, there's no way happiness could be found here, but I'm not looking for happiness. I'm looking for joy. I'm looking for your joy. So fill me with that joy. You'll be amazed at how much fuller your life becomes when you see all that he is filling your life with. So as we finish out today, 
I want to remind you of a couple things. I want to remind you that you can be that joy-filled and that sick. You can be broken and grateful in the same season. Your ability to celebrate the good in this life, the big and small victories, the good and the bad, doesn't invalidate you in any way. You are living proof. Being joyful and being filled with his joy, living through the trials that you're facing, is possible. You are living proof of that. I am sure your journey is going to be imperfect like mine, but I do believe that you do have the power to be living proof that you can be that joy-filled and that sick. So let's close in prayer as we hope to embrace the sunshine and not focus on the shade. Lord, I thank you so much for not only being there for us, but being there for us in every season, through every struggle, every victory. I thank you for being just so present in all of it. Lord, I thank you that I don't need to be full to experience joy. I thank you that you are willing and able to fill me with yours overflowing joy. Lord, I pray that you would help us focus on what you have to give us rather than what we can create. And I pray that you would help us all to remember that we are not too much. Life isn't too hard to know your joy and know your peace. I pray that we would remember to invite you into situations where we're ready to blow our fuse, but we're asking you in that moment to fill us with your joy and to truly allow your joy to be our strength in those struggles. And Lord, I pray that if we aren't ready to experience this truth in the same way that we would accept everybody as we go about learning how to do this, because we know that you created each of us to be unique individuals with a hope and a purpose. And it's going to sometimes look different because that was how you intended it. So Lord, thank you for this space. Thank you for giving us a place where we can talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and know that we are accepted and loved and welcomed. I pray that you would bless us moving forward and that you would help us to truly harness your joy as our strength. In your name I pray. Amen. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know the resources don't stop here. Between blog posts, show notes, Instagram videos, and these podcast episodes right here, I have lots of free resources and tools for you to be able to continue cultivating right where you are. Whether it's cultivating an intentional life with your daily habits, starting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head to speakingoftheheart.org or living the chronic illness life to access these wonderful resources. This episode was brought to you by the Speaking to the Heart Podcast Network and Phoenix Radio. If you would like the show notes for this episode or to check out the other wonderful shows on the network, you can head to speakingoftheheart.org. And I'll see you here next Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we continue to cultivate our lives. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher, a airplane driver, 
Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. These days, home is where the everything is. Your work, your gym, the kids' school, your whole life. Xfinity XFi is internet built to handle it all. With XFi, you get the fastest speeds for all your streaming needs, coverage for all your devices, parental controls, and the Xfinity app to control everything. Keep your whole house humming with Xfinity XFi. It's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com slash XFi to learn more. 